Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. Welcome back. Good afternoon. Well, maybe it's good evening for you. Welcome back to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu, the podcast. Hi, everyone. It is Dr. Lulu, your favorite momatrician, speaker, author, you know it. I'm here with another guest today who has been kind enough to write on our pages. Her name is Miss Rebecca Turbo. Trev Turvo. Turvo. Yes. I, I, I live in San Antonio, Texas, so I wanted to say Trevino, but it's Turvo. Miss Rebecca, Mrs. Rebecca Turvo, she is a mom. I'm going to leave it at that because today she's going to share with us the devastation, if I can even put it in words. You know, I'm Nigerian and I'm Igbo, and there's certain words I can say in Igbo that I just don't have the word in English, but for all it's worth, I'm going to use the word devastation and she will probably fill in the blanks in the words that I can't even muster of being a mother who lost a child. I will have to say that today I have the ultimate unicorn with us. Miss Rebecca is the ultimate unicorn. She's going to share the story of a parent that has lost a child to suicide. She's my first, and maybe hopefully not my last, but she's a brave soul. She's become a coach, obviously, because you have to walk this walk to talk about it. And so without further ado, the entire tribe, the entire family of Suicide Pages welcomes you, Miss Rebecca Turvo. Thank you so much for doing this. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you for having me, Dr. Lulu. I appreciate it. I, I feel like it's important to spread this message. So it's good that you have a channel to spread a message on. So thank yes. you so much. Yes, ma'am. And thank you so much for doing this. I think I probably say more thank yous on this podcast than mm -hmm. I've said in my whole 50 years of life. Yes. But it's okay to have an attitude of gratitude. So without further mm -hmm. ado, Mrs. Turvo, yes. where do you want to start how do you want to come at this? Yeah, well, I mean, so my main message, I'm actually a coach for moms who have lost a child to suicide. So like I start with the message that just because you've lost a child to suicide does not mean that your life is ruined now for the rest of your life. So it doesn't mean that you can't be happy again. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to forever be depressed, um, you know, what people think they're going to be depressed and lonely and grieving and stuck and their days are going to be dark for the rest of the time. You know, that's, that's what I always start with because um, I think I remember where I was when Trevor died. So my son was Trevor and he was 17 years old. And I remember when he died, it was so shocking that I couldn't figure out how could my life ever be happy again? Like, it just didn't make sense to me. Like, what did I miss? I'm a mom. Like, I, I know my kids and they have a dad and he knows his kids. And, you know, I, I just couldn't figure out. Like, I felt like we were a typical American family and we were doing all the right things. And all of a sudden your son is dead of suicide. And it just, it really like shattered our world, which is why my book's name is Shattered. <laughs> So yeah, exactly. That's and and so I remember feeling that way that there's no hope anymore. 
Like now I'm going to, I'm supposed to be sad and I'm supposed to be devastated. I'm supposed to be angry and grieving the rest of my life. And I was only 42 years old when Trevor died. So I thought this is going to be a long 40 years or 50 years or whatever it is before I can actually die and see my son again. Cause I really do believe that I will see him again. But it was just interesting that thought I had, and that stayed with me for several years. Like, nope, I'm not allowed to be happy again. Nope, it's not possible. You know, so when I did figure it out, I decided to go, co- go into the coaching world and help other women. And I wanted them to know that they can do it. They can do it too. Like they can be happy again. You know, they can spread a message of hope too. You know, I think it's really important. They can be happy again. I, I, yeah. I, you know, every time I do these, I find a quote of like a, my favorite quotes, so to say, from the person yeah. I guess. And yeah. they can be happy again is such a powerful, packed phrase. Yes. I love it. And you know, talking about your book, that yes. is how we met. Yeah. I was trolling on Amazon and looking at yeah. books to read and books of interest. And of course your book, I mean, the picture, the, um, and I don't know, do you have two book covers? I might ask. I have two different books. Oh, two different books. Yes, okay. I Cause I think both of them are called shattered or no. No, one is called Shattered and one is called After Your Child's Suicide. Okay, that's it. That's it. Exactly. But I didn't notice the word shattered and it's like, oh my God, I got to see this. And then of course, they allow you to read a little bit of an excerpt. And I was like, I must find this female. Like, I need this woman (laughs) in my life. So that is how we met. And I'm just so thankful. So would you like to, do you want to talk more about your coaching or do you want to talk more about your experience? I feel like the yeah. listeners would like to hear about both. So if you would like to start from your experience and yes. you know, just the story about Trevor, Trevor yeah. and who he was and all of that. Yeah. So, I mean, briefly about Trevor, um, he, you know, the thing about suicide is people tend to remember their death more than their life, which I find really ridiculous. Like, why would we focus on this one point in time rather than he was here for 17 years, you know what I mean? And so I I do like to say that, you know, Trevor had a big impact on the world. Like he was an amazing human being. Like he was very intelligent. He was highly intellectual. Here's, Here's the thing. When I talk about Trevor, it's so interesting that I had a judgment about who people were that died by suicide. And I think a lot of people have that judgment right? Before we experience it ourselves, we think, okay, the people that die by suicide, they either did something really horrible and they can't live with it, or, you know, they're drug addicted and, or, you know, I don't know, there's all these- Selfish. Selfish is one that I know people say all the time. I can't believe we have have all this love and he he, he was selfish. They don't even want to give him a break or her a break. No. And as someone who suffered with suicidal ideation, I'm just thinking to myself now, what if I had acted on my ideation? No one would remember that I love to dance and I love to sing and I love poetry and I love to garden and I love flowers and I grow long stem roses and I am a good mom and a good doctor and, you know, but, oh, but she died by suicide. So she must have. And then people have an immediate judgment. Oh, they died by suicide. Oh, well, there was something. Okay. One of my, so my daughter was 13 years old when Trevor died. So he was 17 and his sister, he had, we have four kids, but one of his siblings was 13. And one of the parents told my daughter's friend, well, there must be something really horribly wrong in that family for that to happen. So you get left with this thought, like this judgment around you and your family. Well, I have a better word. (laughs) I have a better word. Stigma. Yes, of which course. is the There's reason why, yeah, your family yeah. becomes ostracized. All of a sudden, yeah. you guys, there's something you're, you're damaged somehow. Yes, yeah, hence no one wants yeah. to talk about the stigma, the, the suicide. Yeah. So no one's like, oh, we're not going to say he died by suicide because we don't oh, want yeah. to be judged. So you see why I'm oh, I'm doing no. this podcast. So nobody, you know, we exactly. come here is a safe zone. You can exactly. talk about it because yeah. if you want to get better at something, you need to talk about that. Exactly. Well, and then, so the thing is, so then the other funny thing is that my friends, a couple of them would be like, 
well, tell me exactly what happened. What did you miss? Like what, like now there was like some blame on me as the parent, like I must've totally screwed up. And of course I was here judging myself as it was. I certainly didn't need them asking this question. Like, okay, tell me everything. Like you missed something or, or you like they, they wanted, there, there had to be a really good reason so that they knew it wasn't going to happen to them. It was very fascinating. I mean, at the time I was really angry about all of it. Now I can just look back at it and go, that is so fascinating how people behave. You know, <laughs> I mean, so really, how, you know. how long has it been? If you don't so mind, Trevor me. died in January of 2012, so okay. it will be eight years in January. Okay, he died at the end of January. Yeah. Okay, I was just curious because, yeah, I just need curiosity. But the yeah. other thing I was going to ask also is, um, or add is what you said about you already judging yourself and already yeah. feeling like you missed something, yeah, and your friend is now coming and dogging you more yes, yes. But what did you miss and <laughs> yeah. then you know just to mention that one out of five children who attempt suicide do not leave a sign is important yeah. and i don't know if you know that already now you know after the fact but yeah. as a pediatrician and as a speaker on this particular topic one out of five so 20 percent of children who die there is no do not sign. leave a sign yeah, yeah. however four out of five of them leave a sign. So in yeah. all fairness to your friends and to you, yeah. it was good. To, it's good to know that, you know, yeah. but one thing I do know now is do not underestimate the power of determination. If somebody is determined to kill themselves, honestly, yeah. love is not enough. Money yeah. is not enough. That's status yeah. is not enough. Yeah. Two parents, family is not enough. Right. And then again, also just to mention, by the way, majority of people who have mental illness do not die by suicide and therefore mental illness is not always to blame yeah. untreated mental illness which you probably know or whatever else you know substance abuse anything else yeah. anything. in my own case it wasn't any of that yeah. i just had major life trauma that i couldn't handle yeah yeah that was it Exactly. So then that's the interesting thing as the mom, you go back and you folk, you like comb through every part of their life. There's like something you missed. Okay. What was it like? Did they have trauma somewhere? You start questioning everything. And you're like, I, I mean, honestly, we became detectives, my husband and I like, okay, we started interviewing his friends and we were like, there's something like, we couldn't get into his phone, which is interesting that you cannot get into your kids' phones. That is so fascinating too. But you why know, couldn't like, you? Yeah, they we couldn't figure out how to unlock it, and AT and T wouldn't unlock it, or whoever it is. We had to. I mean, they just wouldn't. And I gave. I just let that go. Like I'm like whatever. It doesn't matter to me. But my husband, he hung on to that for a long time. He wanted to get into that phone. But I mean, I just I I kind of lost my kind of thought here oh I went and combed through like when you talk about trauma like was there some trauma that we missed like we had no idea was there was he abused in some way like we didn't know of anything and nobody else did but you know did, you know what I mean like you go and you question everything you've ever done in your whole life it's so interesting um so I did beat you find anything no I never found anything like there was nothing to find um and after a while, I just let that go. Like, you know what? I don't have to know why it happened. I mean, I could spend the rest of my life wondering and worrying and spinning, or I can go forward and I can do something. Now that this has happened to me, I can do something with it. Like, I can go teach other people about things. Like, I, I don't want to spend my time here just not, like waiting to die you know, which I know what some parents do after they lose a child, no matter how they lose the child, they just sit and wait to die now, right? It's like, well, when I die, I can be with my child again. But that's not what I wanted to do. Um, I love that. I love yeah. what you said, because it, the sci science or studies have shown that the loss of a child, the loss of an offspring is yeah. the most devastating yeah. experience any parents can go. But I love you because even I have never thought about the fact that you can let go of the why yeah, you on can. this side and then discover <laughs> and discover yeah. something else. I mean, of course, it's yeah. not talking about grief. It's not yeah. overnight. Yeah. 
Right. But no. the fact that it's in your mind that it yeah. is doable, I love that. Right. And so, I mean, that's with my coaching. I tr First of all, I get into them with the idea that it's possible. You have to start thinking it's possible to find hope and happiness again and peace and joy and whatever else you want, purpose, right? So um, because we lose a lot of that after we lose a child, all of that seems just like it's never going to come back, you know? And so I, but I made a conscious decision that I was going to figure it out. <laughs> I really did have to make a decision because it wasn't easy work. You know, it would be quote, you think it'd be quote easier to just sit around and be, you know, Oh, whoa is me. Like the world hates me. God hates me. Right. If you're religious, like I thought that God must hate me. He's punishing me now. You know, like there's all these things <laughs> that go on. And I just decided, wait a minute, I don't have to feel like nobody else is going to get me out of this except myself, right? I mean, I can, you know, I had therapy, I went to some support groups and stuff, but like I needed to figure it out for myself. And that's when I found coaching, actually. I hired several different types of coaches. And that is just like exploded my life wide open. Like, oh, here's all the possibility. <laughs> You know, that's what I love about coaching is we talk about the possibility in the future. You know, we don't dwell on the past, you know. And so um, that is why I moved kind of where I moved. But, um, oh, there was something else I wanted to, but yeah. <laughs> what, where are you in this conversation? What do you want to, what do you want me to focus on next? There's At so this many point, I am just loving I can I'm go just to. scribbling okay. like crazy. I didn't yeah, even okay. writing um, because yeah. I, I have to like do a brief summary or whatever in my show. Okay, that's great. But I'm just loving yeah. it. You just, you just carry okay. on. I, I, I am in okay. love with the fact that you said you have to start by thinking it is possible. Yes, it is possible. To have a purpose again yes. and yes. you say joy and happiness and other yeah. and you know what that goes beyond that transcends losing a child yeah every kind of loss every kind of yeah. failure yes so i have learned that just from listening to you that every yeah. kind of loss every kind of failure we have to begin first and i'm going to put that i'm going to tweet that by the way okay. ma'am <laughs> i'm going to quote you on my tweet that it is possible after a loss or after a failure. I'm going to use the word loss. Yes. You have to start by thinking, almost allowing yes. yourself to go there. Yes. That it's yes. possible to find. Yes. You know, again. Because in our brain, our main thought is I'll never be happy again. You know, I mean, that is the main thought people have. It's like, I'll never be happy again. This loss is so unbearable. And this hole is so deep that I'm just never. And so when you go into the support groups, like the Facebook support groups, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but there are all these online Facebook support groups. Many. Okay, there's many, many of them. Um, it's interesting because I've, of course, I dip in and out of them. Just I'm curious what they're talking about and what the conversation is. And I feel like the main thing is like, Yes, you're so sad. Yes, it's horrible. It's you're always going to be sad now. This is forever going to be missing out of your life. Like that's what they focus on. And they all support each other in that thought, you know, and I'm like, that's fine. But there are people out there that were like me that are going to want to find happiness. Move on. They're, yes. yeah, they're going to want to move forward. And they're going to want to find some purpose in this. Like this happened. Now what? You know, yes. Instead, yes. you know, this happened now, this is terrible. Like, you know, the victim mentality thing where yes. you just kind of stay the victim of your life. Like that isn't where I wanted to be. You, know? you just touched on something so amazing. The fact that a lot of people want to stay in what, what's one of my guests called victimhood. Yeah. The neighborhood. Yeah. Where only victims live and thrive and flourish. Yeah. But and then they support each other in it too. Yes. You know? Some of us want to yes. say, well, what else is there out there? I'm a victim. Um, you're a victim. We're all a victim. Let's like be very sad about it. You know what I mean? It's just like, it didn't feel good to me to be there. And that's why I left. So I was in a support group for over a year and I left it. I was like, no, this isn't where I want to be. You know, I, at the beginning, I think that can be so helpful to go into a place where people aren't judging what your story is. I think that's when the helpful point of it is, is you're able to talk 
without people judging you because boy it's hard to find that around suicide loss you know Hello. <laughs> yeah and so um, I think that at the beginning I looked for somewhere I could go and just talk about it without being judged but after a while after doing that for many months and then you know, everybody just, oh, yes, of course. It's, there was no like hope about, yeah, but what's the next step? You know, I want to now move forward. And you guys are just going to sit and talk about how terrible this is and how sad we all are. And, you know, I, I just wanted a different kind of support group, I guess. <laughs> you know, this one's something different. And I like that. I like the fact yeah. that what you what you've essentially said is that there was no growth out of it. But that brings home the fact that there's a season for everything. Right. There was a exactly. time when in your life the season was that. Yeah. Group. Yeah. And you know what? Tomorrow there'll be new people joining that group for that season. And for that. And then you season. grow out and yes. you grow up, and then it's time for another kind of group, yeah. which is completely okay, also. Which it just is. kind of brings home the fact that. When you're grieving, there's no time limit. No, there's no. When you're time. ready, but I think that being said, we also don't want you to stay there to the point that you now join. I know. You now yeah. join the other side, which is yeah. there must be growth yeah. from everything. There must yeah. be from everything. Yeah. You must learn forward. Is that a word? Feel forward, yeah. but learn. To me, I said learn forward. And live forward, right? I've heard people say yeah. that way, live forward. Yes. So yeah, the one thing I want to say about support groups is it's like a stepping stone. You know, it's like, this is the next step. I'm going to be in the support group for a little bit. Um, the, my clients come to me after they've been in those support groups. They're like, that didn't help. You know, they're at that point I was at. They're like, I don't want that anymore. Like, you know, they're just ready to move forward and they're just not seeing that message of how they can do it. So that's why I became a coach. I'm like, I want to show people. I couldn't find a coach that did specifically what I did. I couldn't. <laughs> but I mean, I did a lot of other things. I did a lot of other coaching and methods and tried a bunch of stuff. And I thought, oh, I can bring it all together in grief coaching. And specifically for suicide grief coaching, which feels to, to people who come to me, it feels different that there's somebody that has actually experienced a suicide loss that they can talk with. You know what I mean? And I get that. I never found that. And I know I was looking, I was searching for it, but um, you know, so anyways, that's why I do what I do. Awesome. Awesome. And you know, um, for all this yeah. worth, I don't think I've said, I'm sorry for your loss for all this yeah. worth about Trevor. Yeah. And the beauty of this is, out of that loss, look at, look at where we yeah. are. Look at where you are. Look at all the people you can yeah. help. Which, yeah. if Trevor was still alive, I mean, let's be honest. Let's yeah. just be honest. This I wouldn't have done this. would have never. Yeah. It was like, what, right. what you, Mom, what do you mean you're talking about suicide? Like, right, 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 right. And yeah. for me, as a pediatrician, it's almost, we're almost similar kind of parallel paths here in the sense that I hadn't lost a child, but my patients are like my kids. And yeah. so I out of the, 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 the death of the one kid and then the attempt of the other and the many in between, which yeah. I didn't tell you that, but between the two kids, there was uncountable yeah. kids who were cutting and depressed and sad yeah. and, just, and just wanting answers and just couldn't find them. Yeah. The average doctor spends five minutes in the office while oh, right. I spend an hour and a half with my patients. Oh, and so no, it's yeah. a different kind of doctor. And yes, I'm a pediatrician and I can write prescriptions. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. Yeah. I'm all of that. Yeah. And then some. Yeah. Um, and so I allowed myself to, to doctor differently. And that's yeah. what I do. So yeah. I definitely appreciate from whence you come. Yeah. And I will definitely, I, I can't wait for when we get to the segment where you tell us, where we can find you because I'm sure yeah. there are oodles of parents who, who are looking for yeah. you and they yeah. just can't find you. Thank you. And yes, ma'am. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is we've kind of put both of them together, but what was the effect on your family, both your nuclear family and the greater family, if you don't mind my asking, yeah. of Trevor's loss? And by the way, when I was reading about Trevor, I was like, well, is he the Trevor from the Trevor Project? No. I knew, I, <laughs> I knew know, that was weird, right? I saw the Trevor Project. I told I my know. husband, how strange. You know? <laughs> I knew it wasn't, but in my mind, and I had to go there, not because, yeah. not only because I'm LGBT and my son is LGBT, but also because I am an LGBT activist. I'm like, would it okay. be 50 if yeah. there was 
the trap yeah. I knew. No, what? it wasn't. No, no, no. <laughs> well, then, actually, and then I just wanted to say, I know I didn't say a lot, just a little bit more about Trevor is that he was very intellectual and he was very smart. And I remember us always thinking, Trevor's going to be a doc. You know, you always think the doctor thing, it must be like the highest calling. I don't know. Oh my gosh, Trevor's going to be a, either he's going to be some kind of nuclear scientist or a doctor. Like he was that kind of kid. He was super wow. curious about everything. And he, mm. you know, and he was the kind that would, well, oh, his friends after he died told me, did you know Trevor read through the whole dictionary a couple times? Like he was a reader, like he read more books in his life his young life than so many other people will ever read in their whole life. Right. Wow. So he was a very intellectual, curious learner person. Mm. Very, very, he was always, his head was in the clouds. He's thinking it was so funny because even though he got great, like he got straight A's at school and all that stuff, his teachers would, the one comment was, well, oftentimes it feels like he's got his head in the clouds over there and he's not even with us. Yes. Like, oh, I knew you were going to say that he was just yeah, at a high he was, elevation. He was at this, higher level always thinking about something else like he was solving problems constantly and sometimes I wonder if that was part of his downfall in my opinion like I don't know he was so intellectual and he had so much going on in his head could he not deal with it all I don't really know plus he was an artist a musician he played many different instruments like he was always interested in music so anyways um what I want wait, to wait 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 okay. wait I have to say something yeah is Trevor related to my son? Because he plays seven musical instruments. Yeah, he, no, I don't think he read the, um, the, the dictionary, but he yeah. is a smart, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I everything is less for him. What's the, is that the word I'm looking Everybody is not enough. Yeah. Like, like right. he played, he, he's a music major in political science oh, wow. at Stanford. And yeah. in, in his, it's like, my well, mom, they didn't practice. Like, I just, Oh, I know, you know what you mean. Yeah. Ah, like mom, but they didn't practice. And then yes, he plays, he plays, he, yes. he had, I had to go to Stanford to listen to him in March. He was like the featured musician for this huge concert that he played. He was the flautist with the whole, the full orchestra, Stanford orchestra. And then he was like, yeah, but mom, some of the notes were off. I said, son, no. Nobody noticed that the notes were off, like uh, that kind of child. I think it's fascinating, yes, because Trevor was a perfectionist. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking and, for. Yes, perfectionist. And you know what's fascinating? I went to a conference, a grief conference after Trevor died, a couple of years after he died. But it was so good for me to go because I was able to find parents who had also lost children to suicide. And what I noticed is that these kids were high achievers yes. and Trevor was a high achiever. I didn't know that that was actually one of the, one of the traits of kids who die by suicide is there, or people that die, but they're high achievers. I'm like, did Oh, you meet, I didn't know. Did you happen to meet Alexandra Valores' parents? No. Do you no. know Alexandra Valores? No, I don't No. 17 year old girl, two years okay. ago highest achiever ever yes. kind of thing kind of kid yeah. music robotics she played the guitar she had robotics wears she was yes. a student council president she was her parents thought just like you two parents yeah. home she talks to yeah. us we talked to her and that night she just made her bed walked yeah. out of the room and jumped off an embankment yeah. after her death they found a 200 page journal of self-loathing really yes. so now we never found that from Trevor's but Trevor was a poet and a writer so the teacher had a ton of poems from him and we didn't see these poems before he died but after he died we found some pretty interesting poems like well oh, guess whose son you know? is a poet and a writer yeah <laughs> I said I know. well yeah so needless to say yeah he has had suicidal ideations yeah. because he's overwhelmed ish dot yeah. com is what <laughs> yeah and and then and then again it's like he's almost too much for himself if there's such a yes i think that is an issue they get they're so overwhelmed with like they have so many and my brother told me so i didn't know this either but after trevor died my brother said that was weird one time trevor said i don't really know maybe i'll just be a garbage man when i grow up 
And I'm like, what? I can't imagine why Trevor would think he had to be a garbage man. I mean, nothing against garbage men, right? But what, like, where was his head? Yes, where was that? I completely identify with that. Yeah, Yeah. I can identify with that because, um, yeah, my oldest is is similar. Mm. I'm a highly driven kid. Yes, they're driven. I don't know if, and I know, I, I can't say I don't know. I know as a Nigerian parent, I'm sure you've heard about the Nigerian kids, the Nigerian parents. Everybody must go to med school, must be engineers, oh, must be lawyers. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't push that for him. Yeah. I no, simply I didn't. pushed him to be ace kind of kid. Yeah. And I might have said things like, well, you're the first son, you need to lead by example. And, and oh, I don't yeah. know if Trevor is number one or not, but I'm, I'm saying yeah. him out. Yeah. And then push, 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 push to be the best, to be the best, to be the best. Needless to say, when the second kid came along and now the third kid, I'm like, okay, you got to be, well, that's yeah. not too bad. And it's like, well, mom, what do you mean? That's not too bad. I'm like, yeah. that's not, cause now I'm thinking maybe right. I should tame it a little bit. And maybe that's, maybe that's the why of this particular podcast. We mm-hmm. as parents of driven kids who know the, the, the borderline that they know, not know that they can get to the edge. We need to yeah. start re- reeling back and saying, yeah. son, that's actually good enough. Like, mm-hmm. did I want him to be a doctor? Maybe for like two seconds. But then he told me, he said, mom, just so you know, I'm never going to be a doctor. I'm like, that's yeah. fine. Because he has this issue with all Nigerian families in America, wherever their kids must be doctors. And that is true. And it's tiring. It's tiresome. Okay. <laughs> and then yeah. I've seen Nigerian children struggle. And then some of them become doctors and then they give the certificate to their parents say, here. Now I want to become a rapper that I always wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, I want to do whatever. something different. Yeah, interesting, right? Very. And that's my work as a coach is to just let people dream and do whatever it is they want. Like, this is your life. What do you want to do with it? You don't have to do anything specific, you know? And, <laughs> but, I, and it took me a lot yeah. to get there. It took me a lot yeah. to get there because I'm also the first of six. I'm also very yeah. driven. I just told you I'm working on how many yeah. books at the same time. So yeah. I, I see myself in him. And I try my best to reel back a bit. And I did do that when I quit medicine, cold yeah. turkey. I was like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to do something different to try to help. But I also do see myself always like trying to try something new and trying to see if yeah. I can conquer that. And I conquer that. And these days I'm like beginning to say, you know what? You don't have to. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm driven too. And I saw a lot of Trevor in myself or a lot of me and him Mm -hmm. but then I was like "Ooh, that was to the extreme I'm thinking (laughs) you know him him he took my traits and was at the extreme of them yeah fascinating yeah yeah I just wanted people to know that Trevor didn't really have signs if we would have seen him like the teacher had some poems that she could have told us about maybe you know what I mean were they dark yeah some really dark but then you know I guess teenagers write dark things anyway. Yes. Oh, well. I don't, you know, I don't know. It was, it's really hard to, you know, know what to make of that. Um, my husband. I think they were subtle. They were subtle enough for you not to think it's anything. And, and, and. Well, you know, I never got maybe. to read them. So oh, yeah, I there you go. There you go. The teacher yeah. read them. The teacher read them. And the teacher must have been like you. Well, here's, here's a well, gifted yeah. child, you know. And, well, and, she, he was her favorite she was his favorite teacher. I assume he was her star pupil, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know what, as a teacher, I was trying to put myself in her shoes. Like, Oh, you know, I mean, none of us had experience with suicide before. So it's yeah. like, Oh, that is just somebody writing something like, you know how it is. Right. That's yes. probably what she was thinking. But yeah, we did literally, we didn't have, if I were to say what the subtle signs would have been, you know how you could look back, and, yes. and kind of put things together. Yes. Um, he, a couple of weeks before he died, he had told my husband, oh, dad, I'm cleaning out my room and here's, here's my Bible. I don't really need that anymore. You know, that was one thing, which was interesting. And he, but Rob's like, do you know one of the signs? My husband has been trained now as in a gatekeeper program, you know, mm-hmm. suicide awareness stuff. One of the signs is them giving stuff away. And I'm like, who knew, right? Like I didn't, you know, how would you know this stuff? Oh, well, yes, it is. In my opinion. Was he giving us, was he giving stuff away a lot? Was like, no, no, he was just cleaning his room out, like throwing some stuff away, giving, he wanted to give his Bible to my husband, like, dad, I don't need this Bible anymore, which sounds weird, right? Like, why doesn't he want the Bible in his room anymore? I don't know. 
Um, so yeah, there was that. And there was another thing, his, his bowling coach said that that was a the day before he died, they were on a long bowling trip. So it was like, they were away for like all day long. Cause it was away from us, like three hours away or whatever the meet was. And his bowling coach said, I remember thinking, wow, Trevor has finally come out of his shell. Like Trevor was an introverted kid. You know, he kept to himself. He was like, and it was like, who knew that was a sign that they've made a decision. Yes. And they're, now they're, they feel just so much better, right? They're yes. like, yes, it's fine. I don't have to worry about that thing anymore. I made the decision. I know when I'm going to do it. They had a plan, you know. So now they're basically just having fun. You know, telling everybody but goodbye, which nobody knows that that's what they're doing. I was like, oh, like, but how would we wouldn't have had all these pieces together? Like the teacher saw the poems, the bowling coach saw that, my husband, you know, the thing about the Bible, and he had a talk about religion with my husband too. It was about a couple of weeks before he died. Who knew that was a sign? Like, you know, this was stuff, he talking about? Was he talking about like where? I mean, yeah. what was dad, what do you think happens after you die? You know, that uh, kind of thing. Interesting, mm -hmm. right? Like who would ever think, in fact, we were like, that is so amazing when your teenager wants to talk about religion. I thought that was a good, like, wouldn't you think it's a good thing? So it's so uh, interesting. We had these very subtle things. But if you would have all, if we'd have all gotten together and said, oh, does this make a picture of you know what I mean? That there's something wrong here. Nobody knew. You know, why would they? Why so would coming they? back, that is amazing. I love yeah. what we're doing. I love what we're doing. This is a power-packed hour. Yeah. I feel like I should release, I should just launch, publish your podcast to, today. Okay. But here's what I'm saying this. Um, we went from <clears throat> one out of five kids don't leave a sign, and we thought Trevor didn't leave a sign. Yeah. to four out of five do leave a sign to wait he left so far he left some five out of yeah five out of eight of the major signs you've just listed them yeah yes but who like if you had no so we had no concept of suicide before this we had no family history that we knew of you know what i mean mm -hmm. none of none of my friends or none of i we hadn't had anything in the school I don't know. Like we just didn't know about suicide. I had no idea, you know, and how was I supposed to know that we would become the poster child in our community for like, like, it's like, it was almost like it was the first one. It wasn't the first one, obviously, right? There's been suicides before Trevor, but I feel like they've never been talked about. So how would you even know? It's you know, always a hush thing. Nobody talks about it. I was just going to say, know? you know what? Nobody's people still no, talk about it. You're talking I, about it now. Yeah. Yeah, Rebecca, I, just I told you about it. my experience with another mom yeah. who can't still get herself yeah. to talk about it, which is fine. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. people don't talk about it. So you've they given me five, actually at this point is six, because I have to add the fact yeah. that he had a means. And I'm not going to mention the means if you yeah. don't want to. But yeah. that is, believe it or not, he also... He did have a means. Fact. Oh, that here's the other thing. 25%. Yes, so what I want to say too is Trevor was... Um, so he, we put him in this camp two times, I think a summer camp for target shooting. This was just a normal thing. He was, he was very familiar with guns. In fact, my husband was like, I'm going to get him a gun for Christmas next year. Like he was, a t we're hunters. Like we live in an area where we all hunt. Like my husband hunts deer. I don't hunt, <laughs> but I'm just saying we live in a community yes, in an yes. area of the country that people hunt. We're hunters. Mm -hmm. yes, so like my husband, I always wanted my kids to be hunters and all that. It, it's like, we're nor this is a normal part of our life. Guns are a normal part of our life. Hunting, um, Trevor knew very well how to use guns. He was good at it. His cousins were in target. Uh, what do they call them? Shooters clubs where you go to like competitions and stuff, you know, the shooting competitions. Like this is nor, this was not something that was really out of our realm. So having guns in our house, that's not a big deal for us. You know, this is where we live. It's normal. So I'm like, even that, so people want to blame the gun, right? I'm like, Actually, what's interesting is I found out that if they don't have a gun, that doesn't mean they're not going to die. There's so many ways that oh, you can die by suicide. Yes. Like of one course. of, you know, I mean, it's just oh, like another, yes. another kid in our area after Trevor 
took a knife. Like he just decided, yeah, he didn't have a gun or whatever, but you know, there's other ways. So if somebody gets to that point, because for a while, my husband beat himself up about the guns, you know, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. honey, I mean, really think about all the ways there are. (laughs) Like if you want to do it, it doesn't mean you don't or do have a gun. Like that has nothing to do with it. But I know my husband took that on himself for a while about the, the guilt about the gun thing. So I just think it's important for people to know it's not the gun. It's like people, when people want to blame cars for, you know, they blame cars and guns and whatever for these bad things that happen. And like, it's the human. It's the people it's behind it. Yeah. I mean, like, yes, really, ma'am. this is just a yes, silly ma'am. thing. I am, I'm definitely <laughs> anti-guns. There's, no, there's yeah. no question about it. I'm, I'm all about living and let living. I'm all about yeah. making informed decisions. I'm all yeah. about gun safety. I'm a mom. I'm a pediatrician. I mean, what am I going to tell We're you? About gun but I also, too, you know? But I also like the fact that you said he knew all about guns and knew how to mm-hmm. use them safely. So yes. there's almost that little piece there that he yeah. knew exactly he knew. what the gun could do. Yeah, he knew. So all it's about not it. like I mean, this is not. Yeah, it's not like an unknown piece. You know, no. it's, like, but it's then not also, like a mistake. Yes, or also, no. I mean, it was calculated. There's no question. Yeah. But I want to forget about the gun now. I, I just mentioned the means. I didn't mention what the means was. But let's go back to the means to talk about the means. Remove the gun. One yeah. of my friend's husband stabbed himself. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it He's doesn't an matter. and he stabbed himself. Okay, yes, so exactly. And I, again, my podcast can be a trigger, and I tell people that. Yeah, you can't talk about it without really talking about it. I mean, sometimes I know, you want to skirt around it, sometimes you don't want to skirt around it, and we don't have right. to linger on it. But what I'll do at the beginning of this is mention that this particular episode could be a trigger, and therefore. Yeah. Yeah, but the, but that I think it's important it. though to, yeah, yes. to get the message out that it's the yes, person, it's not the me. You know, it's the yeah. So I just I love um, it. Yeah. I love it. So, anyways, that's important for me. It feels important to mention that because I love the fact that um, you're mentioning it, and I would never ever fault you for that. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. I love it. Thank you for for. I was gonna skirt around it, but I'm. Oh, glad I don't you- skirt around things. <laughs> Hey, I mean, like, it's important for me to tell the truth. Be. Yeah, I don't want to. I can never be. Thank you for doing that. And I yeah. appreciate that. And coming from you as the parent, I definitely appreciate that even more. So yeah. that being said, um, just kind of moving on a little bit, we were, we were going to, before you went back to Trevor, and then thank you yeah. for sharing of what a beautiful soul he obviously was. Yeah. And also touching on the fact that, indeed, one of the things I talked about recently is when someone is suicidal or has been on the spectrum, whether you know or not, if they suddenly change and become happy and ask, yeah. okay, mom, you can go on the vacation. Don't worry about me. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Decision. So thank you. Yeah. For that. So I'm just going to review the five things that I wrote down. He was giving away his stuff. He was writing dark poetry for all his worth. Um, he, someone mentioned Trevor has finally come out of his shell. Yeah. Talking about religion, death, that kind of thing. Yeah. And he was a high achiever. So I'm yeah. going to put overwhelmed in brackets and we don't know. Yeah. But of yeah. course, the, 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 the challenge is putting the pieces of the puzzle in the right, right. session. Because How we didn't even know. know. Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. We didn't even know that there were pieces of a yeah. puzzle. Right. Exactly. Oh, and the interesting thing is his poetry class had watched a movie um, and it was only within a couple of weeks that he died. It was the Dead Poets Society. They had watched that movie in class. Have you ever seen that movie? I've heard about it, and I don't know that okay. I've seen it, but I'm, I might so, have seen it. Is it older? From yeah, the, the 90s? Robin Williams. So it's okay, in the, good. Yes, I think I've seen it. Yes. Yes. And they had just watched that movie. Fascinating that they had just watched it, and pretty much Trevor kind of copycatted the way the kid died by suicide in that movie. So was that movie therefore a trigger? And you see, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't life, know, you know? Hindsight will always and forever remain of 2020. Of course, 2010, yes. you know, yeah, but know. <laughs> now looking at it, I mean, yeah, God, so interesting. you know what? I want to give you a hug and I want <laughs> you to know that I am hugging you across the airwaves right thank now. You. Because thank you so much for watching yeah. this this talk today yeah. with me or talking this walk yeah. today with me because this is so important. Um, 
I believe that we shouldn't be silent about any of it. So um, I'm glad that you have a podcast that talks about it because I mean, the, sh the shame you feel as a parent when there's so much silence and people want to tiptoe around you, it just feels horrible. Like you feel so alone, yes. <laughs> you know? And you're in, in a situation where it, you're already set up to be ostracized, then they yeah. really come and ostracize you more. And then you ostracize yourself. Right, you of know, course. You're even, yeah. Yes, of That's course. You imagine. feel terrible. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Oh my God, there's so much to pack, <laughs> just to unpack. I want you to know that I have had a bunch of guests come back more than once. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, sometimes there's yeah. just, we don't want to rush. And, and I, I paid yeah, $14 a month to Zoom yeah. so I can have an hour or yeah. more with my guests because I don't want to deal with something that, you know, we, there's more to it. And eh, yeah. I don't know, because of time, yeah. this kind of topic, I needed no limits for it. Yeah. So I yeah. appreciate you so much. Cause we, I still want to know about how his siblings are doing, how they, Oh yeah. I'm sorry. So that was the question. I think we got yes. off. Topic. Hey, you know what? It's completely fine. It's completely yes. like that. You start yes. somewhere, end up somewhere else and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to know how the siblings are doing now? How do they do and how are they doing? Okay. I mean, you know, how has life yes. been in the, in the yes. tribal household? Yes. So at the beginning, like his, so Trevor was second in line. My oldest son was 19 and Trevor was 17. No idea. Yeah. So my oldest son was 19. Trevor was 17. Then I had a 13 and an eight year old girls. So two girls that were 13 and eight. Um, I would say the person who was the most affected was my 13 year old daughter. Really? And she was in middle school. <laughs> she was in seventh grade middle school. It, as we, as we know, middle school is uh. not Please. anyways right it's oh. terrible um but she had the now the bigger burden of having been the person whose brother died by suicide you know like i said one of the friend's mom said something must be really wrong in your family you know she felt different now now she felt like nobody understands nobody gets it you know that went on for about four years i worried about her endlessly from seventh grade till through 11th grade like oh my the, god she like constantly were like mom nobody understands and like she was she, I, we did take her to therapy she had a therapist of course, but still thank goodness um but yeah we just worried about her and worried about her and worried about her and she turned a corner in i think it was sometime in the last end of her junior year and she went out and she got a full-ride scholarship from the navy yay and, yeah so she is at the University of South Carolina in Columbia right now. She's a senior and she will be graduating in May yes. as a, and she'll be commissioned as a Naval officer yes. in linguistics. Oh my God. It. We and need her. And I, and I still identify as an Air Force um, officer. We need her. Yes. I actually got paid. You get paid X amount of dollars a month for yes. being able to speak X amount of number of foreign languages. Did you know but that? The, you know what's interesting? Is she's actually going now to pilot school. She got yes! accepted into pilot school, which is a dream of hers. And, you know, here's what I see in Kendra's journey. Her name is Kendra. Her journey is that, oh my gosh, because of her brother's death, she like had struggled through this time, but she really came out. Have you heard of post-traumatic growth syndrome? Growth? G-R-O-T-H? Yeah. Yeah, post-traumatic growth syndrome is what I call it, where we take this horrible tragedy that happened and now we bloom into this whole beautiful, amazing life. And that is what Kendra has done. Like, I am so proud of her because if I think of where we were, you know, with her, and I often wondered, is she even going to graduate from high school? Like, it just felt so unbearable to me that all the pain and suffering she went through, you know. Um, and now to see her where she is now, I'm like, oh my gosh, like she's going to be a pilot in the Navy. Like whoever thought, you know what I mean? It's just like, how would she have been doing this if Trevor hadn't died? I don't know. Who knows? But, you know, I think she has a, a better, more strength. Um, she has much more strength as, as a person. And resilience, I might add, because it's not resilience, easy. Resilience, yeah. I have never heard the word post-traumatic growth syndrome. Yes. A couple of weeks ago, I was giving a talk at an event here in San Antonio and I discovered 
post-traumatic slave syndrome. So I guess, like I said earlier on, you know, I've learned so much more from my podcast, just doing this. Like, I just want to finish my memoir already and then write another one because it's like, oh my God, like this is such a journey of learning. It is. It's amazing. So that was one of my, yeah. So that was Kendra. Dylan, you know, from the get go. So he was older than Trevor. He was Mm. two years older. From the get-go, it felt to me like he accepted it. It was very interesting. I felt like he was trying to be strong for my husband. Yes, and I. that's what I think he was trying to do. Yeah, yeah. he was he was yeah. out there being strong for us. He he said, God doesn't make mistakes. mistakes. That was the oh. that was the thing that stuck in my head when he told us, Mom, God doesn't make mistakes. And I thought, how does a 19-year-old kid know this? You know? Like Well, you know what? He was raised by great parents. Yeah, he was because it's not like, easy interesting right so he you almost want to say he's right in the sense that look at all the stuff that have come out after now i don't want to you know what i mean i don't want to say right or wrong but you almost want to hold on to that for a good reason look at where look at the strides and the leaps that have happened in the wake of that yeah you know so it's almost like he was an angel trevor and he he had to give up his life so all of y'all could just blossom interesting right I know. Interesting. So if you, like, I totally believe that Trevor had his own life path and there was a reason that it happened that way. I mean, I really believe that, but, um, you know, cause if he hadn't died by suicide, I don't know like where I would be. I would still, the, the thing, the person I was before Trevor died is totally different <laughs> than the person I am now. And it's so fascinating to me, the stuff that I used to worry about before Trevor died. You know, I'm like, what was the point of worrying about that and that and spending all my life worrying about this other stuff? Like, it was so different than where I am now going, you know what? That's not important. And I, <laughs> learned, I learned that um, recently <laughs> that if, if you can fix a problem, okay, so you have a problem. If you can fix it, why worry about it, right? Yeah. I but if know. you can't <laughs> fix it, yeah. Why worry about it? I mean, yeah. why even knowledge. worry about it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> have the knowledge that this pro- there's going to be a tornado at yeah. 12 noon. All the variation is not yeah, going to. What you need that. to do is get cover, yeah. you know, or yeah. whatever. But, I know. We but spend yeah. a lot so, of our so life. So basically, worrying. why worry about anything? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We worry and worry and worry. But so, yeah. So, Dylan, I don't know. I mean, he seems like he's, and he's doing what he wants to do. You know, he's, he has a, a life for himself and he's out there doing his job he wants to be doing and I think it's fascinating you know um and the youngest was Annika she was eight so in my head I believe she was the last least affected how do I know that I don't know but um she talks about Trevor like she has a picture of him on the back of her phone she has it in her locker like she she's a, a junior in high school right now so um she I, I just think she talks about memories of him. She likes looking at pictures. So I feel like she didn't have the struggles that the other two probably had because she was so young, but she just has her memories and she remembers he was a big part of her life. You know, he was her babysitter. Big, during the oh, summer. I was going to say big yeah. brother. And therefore he, made he, was, he was also her babysitter when I was oh. working during the summers because he was, I felt most responsible, but, um, and she remembers stuff like that. She Mm. she remembers being with him and stuff. So that kind of, that's where she is. She just remembers the good times. You know, I want to read her book. I'll tell you that because she (laughs) has a totally different Trevor in her head. Really all four of them are, well, all three of them, right. Have a different Trevor. And imagine if everyone wrote a chapter, you know what, that's an idea, girl. That is interesting. Yeah, and then you just put it together as the, the next, the next um, I don't know what you're going to call it, the next level or whatever. Yeah, where yeah. We are now, There's definitely because... more books I would like to write too. I'm an author like you. But, so there um, you go. This is, this is an, yeah. idea, an idea you can take and run with it. Everyone writes a couple of chapters of what we remember most, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good, interesting idea. So you can, uh, you can give me a, a, a ideas cut when, wink, wink, when the book yeah. All right. Wow. So last but not least, because you've kind of mentioned a few things. Um, Do you have any words of advice? I think you've kind of touched on them already. And a favorite book that you read, a favorite podcast that you listen to, wink, wink. (laughs) And, and, you know, and then where can the listeners find you? Yeah. 
Well, okay. So I like your podcast called Suicide Pages. The reason though is because of the, I love the fact that it's going to talk about suicide. Like it's not a shameful silencing. Like I called it the S word, you know, suicide is the S word. Don't talk about it. You know, let's be silent and shameful. So I'm not about that at all. So I love the fact that you're doing this um, podcast. And then as far as books, I just want to Could tell you them, do me a huge favor. Yeah. Write that as a review for me, sister girlfriend. Yeah. I yeah. Would love that about suicide in a non-shameful way. And that is true. I mean, what is the shame? Look at, look at the beautiful child you just painted for us. The yeah. beautiful family and everything that you're talking about, you're doing. Suicide was just a speed bump, if at all, you know? Yeah. Where we are today. So as an author, I would appreciate another author. Give me a review. Are you kidding me? Be awesome. Yes. Um, okay. So the other thing I want to say about books is I do have a, two books. One is called Shattered and one is called After Your Child's Suicide. They're both on Amazon. But also, they're both at my website. My website is RebeccaTurvo.com. And then if you go to the page, RebeccaTurvo.com slash grief, that's forward slash grief, there's a free video that you can get, you know, um, and that will kind of walk a mom like me (laughs) through some of those first initial steps of you know, you're feeling stuck and lost. Now, what can you do? You know, and I just, I talked to them that video. I know a lot of people have really been helped by that video. Of course, at the end of that video, if you would like to get on a call with me, I always encourage people to watch the video first. First, yes. And then they can decide, are they ready for coaching? Because my video does talk about, are you ready for coaching? It's very important that I get people coaching with me who are ready for it. I don't want to get too early in the process. I know you're not ready for coaching. Um, so that's what the call is about. So people can sign up for a free call with me, but first they have to go watch the video and it's, you know, RebeccaTurbo.com slash grief. And then I do get them on a free call and we can decide if they're ready for coaching. And in my coaching practice, I help women go from that place I was talking about where they feel like it's all hopeless. You know, nothing is good. Everything really, because think of your life is all affected. Your relationships are affected. Your health is affected you know, your sleep, your spirituality is affected. Like everything is affected when your your child dies by suicide. And so um, what I do is I, we look at where they are now. What are they, you know, what are all the issues they're having because of it? And we look at where do they want to be? Like, what do they, what would they like to be? What, what could be different? I take them into the possibility of what could be different. And then that's what we coach around is helping them to take the next steps forward. I also do a retreat. I just had one in Chicago in, um, that was a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, I think. And I had a weekend retreat. I brought moms together at my weekend retreat. It was amazing. It was something I've always wanted to do. And I finally did it. Um, I'm going to have those a couple times a year. I don't know when the next one is, but if people go to my website and sign up on my list or whatever, they can get notified about the retreat thing because I know it's something I wanted and I never found for myself I've never even heard about that before yeah it's a retreat for moms who lost a child to suicide and we get together and I do some teaching about how you can take the next steps forward we do some exercises and journaling and coaching and we get together and and like share with our stories with each other and we also want to move forward. So these are moms that want to move forward. They're interested in investing in their own healing journey. And that's important. So there are people that aren't interested in investing in their healing. And there are people that are interested. And I am for the people that are interested. And I allow everybody has free choice, right? So people can decide that they don't want to heal or they don't want to move forward. They don't want to leave their child behind, whatever they think that is. That, by the way, it's not leaving your child behind when you decide to move forward. <laughs> but that's what some people think, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just like so, saying, what would the child yeah. want? What would the child yeah. want? Let me have a right. lot. What would that person want you to do? Yes, and I feel... If you could. Yes. They would want you to move on. They would want you to remember them for the life yes. they lived and not, oh my God, exactly. I'm so sweet that, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I feel like I bring Trevor along with me on my journey. Like Trevor's with me in the room when I'm with the moms and I'm telling them a little bit about my story and I'm sharing how they can move forward. Trevor's with me doing the work, you know, and I feel good about that. 
you know, it's not a sad thing. It's a happy thing. Yes. So, so yeah, I guess that would be it. Did I miss anything? <laughs> no, I mean, that's amazing. You have the retreat, yeah. you have the two books, you have your beautiful yeah. website, which I have yeah. been to, by the way. I didn't oh. watch the video. I haven't lost anybody close to me, but I, yeah, but I will okay. look at the video that's now. Okay. And then um, the retreat. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The retreat. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Usually at the end of my episodes, I do a quick debrief. You have okay. amazing, amazing, amazing. Oh my God. You talked about your family, yourself, what you do, yeah. your son. Yeah. Your beautiful yeah. child. And of course, I know the loss must have been just horrendous. And I, I can't even imagine from another mother of another kid, just yeah. very much like Trev Trevor. Yeah. I definitely see you. I feel you. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. And thank you so much. And of course, post-traumatic growth syndrome, you can be yeah. sure. This girl <laughs> yeah. is taking that and running with it. Yes. I yes. appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Lulu. It has been an amazing, amazing, amazing one hour. Thank you all so much for hanging on with me. Thank you for listening, for downloads, for shares, and just for sharing your truth, whether it's on the podcast or amongst yourselves where you are. This lady, Mrs. Rebecca Turvo, has just come here and told us that it is possible to move on after you've lost a child. It is completely doable. There's no time limit. Take your time and do it. Check her out, RebeccaTurvo.com, she said. She's got lots and lots of good stuff going on there. Remember, suicide is real, but talk saves lives. And silence kills. So if you're feeling suicidal, if you feel like you're having a hard time, hang up, stop, call 1-800-SUICIDE or text Steve or help or Dr. Lulu or whatever you want to text to the suicide hotline 741-741. This is Dr. Lulu. This is Suicide Pages. I'm out.